Welcome to another episode of Leash Talks. We have come out to the beautifully blue-skied Ballykilcavan only here. It's just gorgeous day. It's like a summer's day out there, and it's cold. And I'm joined today, and I'm going to go around the table now, so I'm going to start on my left. Bye. David Walsh Chemist, uh, co-owner along with my wife of Ballykilcavan Farm and Brewery. There's the brewery. There's the brewery part. It's the great They're doing the podcast in the brewery. Paddy Boogie. Again. Sorry, Paddy. <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin Scully from the Merry Mill Porridge business just down the road. So these are all leash producers. We've all the leash producers on today for for um, for this podcast version. So if you've got questions or you want to ask any questions of any of the producers here, are all going to be listed in the show notes. Everybody here will have a link to whatever their website is or whatever their outlet is. Particularly the Mary Mill out there, who has a very big online business, haven't you? Yeah, we've we've really pushed out into the online market. So about seventy percent of our business now is online, where we deliver direct to the customer from our farm which has been working really well. And that's just from COVID, really? That's COVID really that, drove it? that, yeah. Before COVID, I presume, we are around 35%. And then COVID just drove on that when the shops all shut down, panic set in, people went online, we got a good slice of market share, and thanks to everyone who's stayed with us <laughs> since, since it all opened up, it has been really good for our online business. And it, it's a great job, because like, it's, it's, the food goes straight from our farm, straight to the table, there's no middleman, so for the carbon footprint, it's actually really good as well, straight to your more farm. To and your David, table. how much of your business is online? I mean, it's an alcohol business. Can you do that? No, at the minute we can't because we don't have the license here. But what we can do is sell to retailers who have an online shop. So actually, again, at the start of COVID, like the online thing went completely mad. Cans in particular because they're much easier to ship. Mm. Um, and yeah, so we were selling to online distributors. They were able to send them out to people because people were at home. People still wanted a drink. Um, and that was the best way to get it. The pubs were all closed. Yeah. And is there a way that you can move it online? Or Yes. I mean, look at? so the building we're in at the minute now, now, this will be the tap room eventually for the, the brewery. So basically, visitors will be able to come in here, do a brewery tour, come back out here and have a few samples. But the license that we're going to get to cover that will also mean that we'll be able to sell online. So at that stage, then, we can start doing direct sales. Okay. And would you expand the business? Would you expand your range to suit an online? Would you change the size of the cans or something to make them easier It to depends ship? where... I mean, the cans work quite well for us at the minute. What we find is um, on the continent, people are looking for smaller cans. But actually, in Ireland people seem to be quite happy with the 440ml cans so it, that, that works quite well it just they stack really easily they're not glass so they don't break and it just means they're easier to ship and they're very colourful exterior they are and helps. again with cans when we started the shift into cans uh, we work very well with Penhouse who are just up the road from here um, great team up there who did the, the graphic design for us but cans have to look sexy they mm. have to look different on a shelf because you'll walk into some off licences and you'll see literally a wall of beer and you have to be able to be attracted to the can in the first place for people to even pick it up and have yeah. a look at it and see what beer is in it and from a business perspective is there anything in leash that can be done to help you guys move this forward i mean i know like you're all farmers as well right so behind the scenes behind the business bit of it there's massive farms that need to be attended to is there something we can do yeah, here this actually what we're doing this morning is, is a great step because you can have the best product in the world if no one knows anything about it no one's going to buy it mm. so it's really market marketing from our perspective it's getting the word out what we have in leash like we some super producers of really good quality products here but like you could meet someone in Timahoda mightn't even know what I'd be at in Bakerstown and I have actually recently to know you make porridge and it's where you live in Timahoda like and I'm at five years and he's still the world hasn't fully penetrated Timahoda as a porridge manufacturer and and that is the challenge so stuff like this is brilliant it's really it's baby steps but this is what we need to be doing we need to be talking about leash produce and mm. making more people aware of it well my eyes have been open today I mean I'm looking around at the range of things is in hampers here you know just just knowing there's 23, 24 GM was talking earlier on about 23 or 24 producers in Leash 
that didn't know they were all producing, you know, Leash mm-hmm. didn't know that they existed either. Because we only, as consumers, we only get to see the end product. So we only get to see the thing on the shelf and you, a cursory quick glance at some colourful cans on a wall. And that, you know, you kind of go, oh, yeah, look at that, that looks like an Irish name. Because do you find that a lot of the producers, the other producers out there that aren't from Leash, maybe even aren't in Ireland, use an Irish name on their product or use something that sounds remotely Irish on their product to compete with you? Oh, completely. Oh, sure. Like in my market, there's a huge amount of porridge on the market that looks like it's Irish. There's only a handful of actual Irish mills in the country. Mm. You count them in one hand. But there's about 30 different products that sound actually and look more Irish than my own product. (laughs) (laughs) There's no part of the product has been met. Not even from the passion to what's in the bag. None of it has been met in Ireland, but it looks more Irish than... And And from a farming sense, Paddy... what what can we do? What what sort of supports can we put in to make an Irish producer like these guys are pure Irish producers, but they're also Irish marketers. They also have to run businesses that are selling products to the end user and farm all those products out of the ground as well. Just something we could do there. No. <laughs> no, not let it run. Listen, people are doing it for themselves. We will Helen G here today, and she's part of the the Leash Producers Group. So the people, the producers themselves, have come together to start doing that. They realised themselves that they needed to do that. And uh, I suppose one of the things where one of the hats I wear is I manage uh, commercial kitchens in Mount Millic Development Association. So we have the infrastructure in place for guys who are starting off in the food business. And we have five commercial kitchens there. And there's different um, people come in, they grow their business. The reason to come to us is because we have the infrastructure in place that they're not borrowing. Uh, everyone here will tell you about the hundreds of thousands that they've had to invest in their businesses. If you're starting off with a new idea, and this is where we can help leash producers starting off, we have those commercial kitchens in place that you can rent as you need them. So you're not tying up a lot of capital that you don't have because when you're starting out, uh, banks won't loan to you. You have to have a kind of a proven track record before they'll want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And and in fairness, we do have supports in Leash, because I used to be on the board of Leader in Leash, and I would have seen different applications coming in from different producers in Leash, and we were always delighted to support any any producer like that coming in that had new ideas, new food products coming on stream, or new business ideas. And there was always good money there. Now, granted, there was a lot of paperwork, and everyone around the table who's had a leader grant will tell you there's a lot of paperwork with it. But having said that, you're getting a great head start to get your business up and running. And in fairness, in Leash, we've always been very prudent with money coming in to invest in proper businesses, and the businesses themselves have been very prudent in how they've spent the money as well. So from that point, we are actually doing a lot behind the scenes, and uh, maybe it, it's, it, you don't see it because we don't really talk about ourselves in Leash that well. You know, we look at our shoes and we go, I sure anyone could do it. But I think that's the same for a lot of cows. I think, but it happens a lot more in Leash, though. We're very reluctant to promote ourselves you know, to make ourselves feel like big guys. You know the way the Americans do it? You know, I'm the best at what I do, man. How do you know? There's this kind of brashness about it. We lack that. But you don't. I don't think you, I, don't, I don't think David here does. I think David is very quick to, to promote himself. I think just to go back to what Paddy was saying, I mean, I have to say, Leader have been incredibly supportive for us here. They helped us put the brewery together. They're helping us put the visitor centre together. It wouldn't have happened without them. They've been very good on that front. The local enterprise office has been very good as well. Um, County Council have been very good. Like, all these buildings around here are heavily listed. Um, because they're you know 240 years old, mm. but 
they appreciate the fact that we need to do something with the buildings to be able to keep them standing and to be able to make money out of them. So that's, you know, they've been very helpful on that side of things. I think, I mean, I don't see why, I mean, I'm born in Bradley, oh, actually, no, I'm born in Dublin to my shame, but, but I've been living at least for the rest <laughs> of my life. So, a part-time leash. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I've been here for, for, you know, apart from the first three days of my life, I've been here in leash. I don't see any reason why why shouldn't we be as proud of leash as anyone else is of anywhere else it's a fantastic place it's like great people great lifestyle um in terms of like a pure business thing our location is actually very helpful because Dead if we, need country, to, yeah. we are yeah i mean if i need to get beer into dublin that's fine if i need to get beer into cork that's very straightforward as well it's it's you know it's easy to get to all parts of the country motorway network going through us from a tourism point of view the tour operators all look at us and they say, oh yeah, you know what, that's really easy to get to because, okay, they're not maybe spending three or four days in leash yet, let's try and get them to that stage, but at the minute they're at least passing through the place to go to somewhere else and they will come off and they will visit us because they want to break on the way down. Mm. So all these advantages that we have, we need to start... And you have this yard that you can do things. We do. There's a massive yard here beside us. There is, absolutely. So, I mean, for us, the the next two years, obviously we're still going to build the beer brand. We've just bought six new fermenters. We're literally doubling the capacity of the brewery because the fermenters are all full. We need to be brewing beer and we can't because we don't have anywhere to put them. So we're expanding the brewery. This is a good thing. Well, it is a good problem. Yeah, I mean, they, they talk about good problems to have. That is a good yeah. problem to have. It's better that than the other way around. Um, but then on the other side of it as well, it's very much on the tourism and events side. So tourism, you know, based pretty much on, on come in, have a look at the brewery, come out, have a taste of beer, buy a six packing and back in your car and bus and away you go. And then the event side, it's pretty much limitless because, and again, it's not just here, there's lots of other place, great places in Leash, great venues that we can promote. Um, but we have the outdoor space, we have the clean air. People are looking for, particularly at the minute, uh, people are looking for outdoor spaces. They're looking for... And an experience. Exactly, it's experiential. Yeah, Yeah, everything in tourism has has for a long time been experiential. It's now increasingly, as in food production, it's now increasingly about sustainability as well. We can definitely promote that very easily in Leash. We don't have to make it up. We can just tell what we're doing. And all of those things come together to make it a really important place to come to. And the Merry Mill now is just scratching his head thinking, how can I get the tourist into this? (laughs) (laughs) Going back, we said, I think in least there's always been this concept of don't get ahead of yourself we, we haven't been great like we are improving but it was definitely there's a mindset in leash Ash, why would you be at that or don't be getting mm. ahead of yourself now okay don't know your station in life like you know yeah. so now in fairness to helen helen she's jams here this morning she's been really a shining light in the food for years really out there shouting loud of what she was doing and she was a great definitely role model for us coming into the business scene like Helen can do it, well, we can do it, mm. you know. So you need, you need people like that to inspire you, and, and she's definitely done that for our operation. And is there a chance of, or is there a way you could expand to have tours coming to your area? Yeah, we have huge demand, actually, and we took in a few this year because we have customers in America, and then they landed over and they wanted to come down, and we're saying, like, we don't do have the tourist experience, but then you have to because they're after coming from America and they're after buying porridge from you in New York, you take <laughs> yeah. come on down. And then it's great Sign actually. my bag. And, or and then they're going, <laughs> oh wow, and it grows on like that. It doesn't grow in a bag. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's actually good as well. I really like that aspect. So we are actually looking at doing farm tours going forward as well. It's definitely part of the business model because we get so much inquiries about what we're doing and it's micro-milling. There's so few mills doing at our level of milling for people to come and see something actually grown, milled, bagged, all on the one little farm. There's a uniqueness there that seems to be an interest in it and sure, 
we'll let them come and visit and have a look at us. Yeah, so yeah. Speaking of, speaking of tourists, uh, I'm reminded of the guy over in Durham, I can't think of his name, who grows the vegetables. This Texan came over to him anyway, and he picks up this head of cabbage, and your man says to him, put down that Brussels sprout. <laughs> 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 so we, we, are, we are copping on to ourselves here, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's funny, like, we're, we're in a position now where, where everything is growing, but COVID is holding us back, right? So, mm. you know, we, we can feel another kind of a lockdown thing starting to happen again. Now, I know that doesn't affect so much the online business. It actually drives online business more. But is there something to look forward to for 22 that we can start thinking about now when COVID disappears eventually? There's huge demand. I mean, we were talking to, we were on a virtual tour, and again, it was meant to be in person, but got pulled to, to virtual uh trade show with the tour operators last week and there's huge demand, pent up demand for people to come to Ireland, particularly North Americans um, so I think as soon as they are allowed to travel and get back into the, uh, get back into the States again, that'll be you know, there, there'll be a lot of people looking to come to Ireland for what we are doing here we're doing a lot more outdoor tours um, we're, you know, doing things basically keeping people outside as much as possible we're lucky that the brewery is very well ventilated like we can mm. open the doors in here it's, it it's, is cold it's cold heaters <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> are on it's still cold uh, but you know so you know you just have to adapt and everyone has adapted to, and, and hospitality's had a particularly rough time over the last 18 months um, but that, unfortunately that's what it is it, it's adapt as much as possible and then just hope that, that things are going to improve in terms of people being able to travel mm. yeah, like hopefully like we would have done a lot of festivals with our operation, we'd be doing the electric picnic all together now, body and soul. You have a stand at them? Is it, is it, a stand it was a lovely part of our business because it was the fun side as well. It was really good for marketing, but it was great crack. <laughs> <laughs> like, geez, we missed them badly. Like, and uh, hopefully 2022 will, will bring some normality back to that side of, of our world, really. Like, you know, because people need that. You need that outlet. Like, we even see our business, like, it's like Groundhog Day. You just go up every day, we have a millstone around our neck, literally. And, you know, you get wore down. You need to get back to the public. And there's nothing as nice as sitting out in a big field at a festival, maybe drinking one of David's beers and <laughs> after a bowl of porridge, chatting to <laughs> some of your finest customers. And so it's such an important part of the fabric of who we are. We're such a social being in Ireland us, as people. Yeah. And we like a bit of fun. So I'd be definitely hoping that we'll get to at least one or two. Because both of you have mentioned today that you're at full capacity. Mm. Yeah. Both of you, you've said the yeah. same thing. You're at, you're at, you need to expand to make more. You've done the same thing. Yeah, so. no, and there's a great appetite. There's a great appetite for quality Irish products. Like it's, it's there, which is great to see. So, yeah, it's really encouraging. The market in front of us is really encouraging going forward. So we just need to be a fun time into it now as well. And then yeah. we'll have it all. Yeah, especially on a day like today. Oh, absolutely. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, we've organised this, obviously, like, for you guys coming out here. It does, no, I mean, you know, everywhere obviously looks better. With the power of a brewery. <laughs> That's the things we can do, you know. It makes all your dreams come true. <laughs> yeah, one way or the other. happens every time. Right, we'll be back just after this. So welcome back. We have changed around who's on the table at the moment because we have more business to get through. So I'm joined by... Helen G from G's Gourmet Jams and Abbey Leaks. Eamon Callahan, Vision 85. Brian Brennan from Moore's Drinks. More producers, more leash producers. And like it's, it's amazing to me. Jean, you were talking to me earlier on about how many producers there are. Or sorry, Helen. Helen. I only, I, my brain can only think of Jean's Jams now for some reason. It's just like I'm stuck in that moment. Helen, sorry. Uh, you were talking earlier on about how many producers there are in Leash. I mean, how many is tied up with you now in, in the hampers over here and things behind us? 
Yeah, that we have uh, 23 uh, leash food producers and drink, you know, there's drink and food together. We have the two breweries, we have uh, Moore's Drinks, and we have um, brew uh, water from Banlick Hill, and we have Rose Cottage. Uh, so they're the, they're the, the, the drinks. We're uh, not alcoholics. And then we have the chocolate, <laughs> and we have all the goodies. We have the Merry Mill, of course, over there has been with us the whole time. And, um, and uh, Michael Olami from... Um, He's over in, in Mount Melik, but he's originally from South Africa. So we have quite a lot, really. But you're not, waiting for, you're not waiting for anything to happen. You're just going to do this yourselves. So you're all getting together to do things at markets. Yes, and we have, uh, we have a leash taste uh, stand in Portlaoise every Friday. And we have all the products. We can't do the beer and the drink. That's the only, the only, the, that's the only thing, uh, you need drawback. A li- it's a license. We thing, need a license, yeah. yeah. But maybe if we had a license, we might be drinking it. So <laughs> <laughs> that might be a that might be a problem. But yeah, we yeah, and it's, it's going really well. And uh, we have that in Portage. And then on uh, Saturday morning, I'm over in Port Arlington, and uh, we have a lot of the products over there as well. Really? So yeah. it's, a, it's the marketing, it's the direct marketing is what you're doing there? Direct marketing, see can we get people on board in Leash to eat Leash, buy Leash, support Leash, you know, serve Leash. That's, that's the whole theory behind the food producers is buy local, you know, sell local, um, produce local. And, you know, that's, that's, that's our whole aim. Mm. Yeah. Less air miles, of course. Less air miles, yeah. Well, we, we've chatted about this over the last few weeks ourselves about how collaboration is the big word. So we've discussed maybe with Leash Talks creating programs as in, in instead of just knowing that, you know, that where the jam is, it's about the whole, like, from start to finish, how it's planted, how it's uh, harvested, getting things like that. In other words, I think there's an opportunity for us to create, like, the Jeremy Clarkson, the farman, mm. is coming in not knowing the question, or not knowing how it's all done, but by the time you're finished and well, you've watched the clip, you've kind of gone, you've took another uh, appreciation to the food saying, Jesus, it's not as easy as just picking it off. There's a lot more to it. So mm. what we're doing with Leash Talks as well is we're trying to team up with businesses and opportunities for Leash to kind of engage and create more collaborations and opportunities. And not just be a, like, you're a food producer, a drink producers, but there's also like links off that from graphic designers to web designers mm. to um, you know, people are going to need accountants, people are going to need transport. There is a whole collective as such that can be created. And we're looking at that, like, even with the hubs as well, with Paddy and the Webmill and Bloom and things like that, where we're, we're like the businesses, like, for incubation, they come in and they're mostly about, you know, the computer and, you know, what we're, what we're saying is, where I am in Vision 85 is we're putting in the cafe. So we have the barbershop, the hairdressers, we'll have a ca- coffee shop in, but we're... I'm strongly unleashed. Anything I'm going to be putting in there, whether it's potatoes to the bread, all that is going to be leashed. And the problem with a lot of company or businesses that come in, they kind of get afraid, say, well, it's more expensive than what I can get off something else. It's not about the expense. It's about the customer getting the experience. I've literally, it's what Bob says as well, like he's literally looked into Super Value and saw, you know, made and leash honey, which was chatted about, like we set up mm. honey gate, like, but this, last week. Yeah, so this is, <laughs> there is huge yeah. opportunities. I can even, we've discussed as well, is why instead of having multiple locations over around le- uh, leash, where you're at markets, things that, is maybe two or three times in the year is to create, like in a big event, but not okay. just about food and drink, but literally bring in the rest of, you know, what other businesses are out there that people can see the experience of leash. You know, your experience leads from a tourist point of view to a business point of view to a food and drink to education training like 
the future is the kids that are in school. Like they're all doing this transition year, young entrepreneur and things like that. They're coming up with like that guy you just discussed in Bellin Hill with the water. Hmm. They're coming up behind this, but they just need a lot of people just need that direction or you know, uh, you know, a base where they can actually just come in and get all the answers in one go, like, you know? That's very hard to find. But, like, you're you're expanding outside of Leash, so you're looking to get into the American market now, beyond where Leash, you know, if you look at this kind of small little county, now said so you're going to be taken on internationally. How does How is that going to work for you? Yes, well, the, the production is, is uh, how we're linked in at the moment into production is, uh, is a contract manufacturer. And are you full capacity as well? Just thought because everyone else no, is. No, we're, 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 we're not. Everybody else is full capacity. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, we're the smallest of the small. We have a long way to go yet. All right, okay. So, so uh, in order to, uh, to create brands, uh, what we done was we, we engaged with a contract manufacturer. So, so for us, that was the solution because to, to create a, a distillery... Uh, is 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 you'd need a few more pound. Mm. Uh, um, stainless steel is expensive stuff. Uh, David will tell you. Yeah. So it, it's it's hard it to get now as well, of course. Uh, for sure, absolutely. But but uh, producing a product as uh, back to the same old nugget. Uh, producing a product is one thing. Can you sell it? Um, the the mar- the market in Ireland for 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 our brands is is a small market. Uh, so you need to look at where the market is. So it, so it's the export market is where if you want to grow if you want to, 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 to get bigger because the, 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 the big brands that are out there um, they have taken a fair share of the, of the market but to move to the next stage uh, that's, that's where you're after all the time um, and to, to, to look at North America is our, our first it's, it's, it's a thing that I know a little bit more about mm. than, than any other country at this moment. And is the is the liqueur business bigger outside of Ireland or in Ireland? Oh, well, clearly outside Ireland. Uh, outside Ireland. It, it, it's, it's, it's massive. Um, Irish cream liqueur has a, and Irish whiskey and Irish poutine are uh, what they call GI, the, uh, geographical indicators on them now. Uh, so, so these are... So really poutine is bigger outside of Ireland than yeah, this. <laughs> There's a reversal. Yeah, no, no, so long, since it came legal, yes. Yeah. <laughs> since you can put the word poutine That's, on. No, you have yeah. And it's really important stuff that, uh, that uh, the GI code is, is on it. Like we, we, we follow the, the, the technical um, um, data all the time to, to make sure that everything is perfect all the time. So, so when, no matter whether it's, it's, it's a, a food or a drink product in Ireland, um, premium is where we're at. Uh, we, we, we can't get into the cheap uh, production of food. Mm. And, and uh, the, the people, people now want premium and they love local. So, uh, so people, people just, just look around. Now, one thing we, they can't get local is wine. After that, until the, until the we need weather to move improves, Ireland slightly further south for the wine. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, until uh, like it, it's just one of those things that people just like to do. They they, they, they like to look for local products, and then uh, with with what uh, has been talked about for so many years, the Irish diaspora, the Irish mm. people abroad. Um, and they look for Irish products, and and these people are, that are abroad are also importer distributors. They're part of big. Corporate if the demand outfits. exists somewhere else, we're here to supply it. Is that absolutely yeah. yes, absolutely. We, we the product is here. Yes. And Jean, do you think there's a room for international? I said Jean again. I cannot believe I said Jean again. <laughs> Helen, is no there room? Problem. Is there room for an international market in among your leash producers? Do you think a lot of these guys will be able to push their their market outside of leash and Ireland? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and and that that's core. You know, we're saying the whole time leash is small. Leash 
needs to clout bigger. We need to wear the jersey much, much bigger than we actually are. You know, everyone, and you said it as well, Leash is a small county. But it's not that small if you, you know, you need to push then above our weight, put our, our Leash jersey on and go out there and push Leash as Leash as much bigger than it, than maybe it is. Mm. But that's the way we need to expand. And what about online business then? Is yeah, there we, something we can do with the online business here? Well, maybe we could. Maybe that's the next step for the Leash food producers go together and, and sell online. Now, it's interesting. Um, we never sold online until COVID. Mm. And... Um, Is this your jams now? That's our jams because they would break and you know we've had loads of breakages with distributors and that over the years. But now it is it is going really well um, and it's selling online. Right. And we get lots we've got nearly orders nearly every single day online now for jam, which is which has never happened before. You think people are going to the shops less, like just not going to a physical shop, they want to sit at home and do the click 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 and it delivers outside the door. I think so, if you're a certain age, yes. I would think so. Mm. Yeah. Well people are more paranoid now as well. So you see likes at done stores, they've gone into home deliveries. Aldi, yeah. little, so it's all going to happen. Yeah. Mm. So in years to come, you'd be sitting there putting on your headset, and you'll be able to virtually walk through and do your shopping. And an hour or two later, it's at your door. Mm. That's the future. I don't think so. I love going shopping and yeah. love talking to people and <laughs> out talking and walking. And you know, but so everyone's we, busy. Don't forget, that's the <laughs> everyone's busy. I know you need to talk. You need to see people. Yeah, but that's starting people to come back. Cold. That's starting to actually come back there. Like when they started closing the post office and things, and the locals are kind of giving out because that was their avenue for yeah. to, to converse with people. Now they're literally loving to go to these markets and all because they're chatting to the producer. They're yeah. getting. They're engaging more, you know, and that's that was that literally was lost for a few years. And people say, "Ah, no, it wasn't." And this is a typical thing with Irish people: is ah, "I'll be grand." It's not going to be grand because if we don't engage with people, know where the product is, how would you know the blood, sweat, and tears has gone into it? You won't appreciate it, and that's that's, that's yeah. what's going to. You know? yeah, it'd be very hard to compete online purely from looking at a product. I think for any of the producers that are here, yeah. to just go to a website, see the product, and go, "Yeah, I like the look of that," without knowing anything to do with the story of it or the people behind it. Which that, I think that's what we're saying. Like, if you can create a, a website or like um, an identity on where literally you can show the time frame of each producer, what they're doing, literally an up-to-date, like, uh, from yourselves, like, you literally, they put their own video clips and all, you know, we're starting to harvest the, uh, the oats and things like that. It's a real-life experience for the consumer as well, like, it's not just yeah. a matter of going, yeah, we mm-hmm. put it from here and we put it into a bag and the job is done. No, it's, you have to kind of give the, the storyline and that's mm-hmm. what, People are buying into now, you know. Yes, it is, and, it's, and traceability. And, and Kevin is brilliant at it. Mm. He's, I suppose, the best of our producers at that online. I'm not. I'm from a different age group, so I forget the online business the whole time. But it's it is. <laughs> Shopping has changed. The, the big shop uh, that people used to do uh, once weekly uh, has changed. There, there, it, it was. Uh, it's now gone to several small shops, if you wish, mm. uh, per week. So, so, so people people are shopping more in the local shops and uh, the, 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 the galas or the super values or whatever and, and, and they're looking at alternatives so you see how this thing this craze started about making bread at home in the COVID banana bread brown bread whatever it yeah. was but yeah. it, it, it's, it's just something that people bread. got, got <laughs> into it's all about the oats. <laughs> <laughs> so if 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 people if people get 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 something moving, uh, I, I get interested again. It becomes trendy again, and people don't have to uh, don't have to worry about supply. They don't have. But to then worry there's about other it. kind of shops as well. Like I was in a cafe the other day, and they were selling art. 
they had art on the wall for sale. But besides the art stuff, they had a range of local things you could buy there that you couldn't, you wouldn't normally see in something like a Super Value or a Tesco or anything. But it's just sitting there on a the shelf. So people are buying things differently. So when they're out having a cup of coffee or yeah. they're out having a drink or something, they can buy other things that aren't actually manufactured by the shop. Did you see the latest craze they have at the moment is the vending machine for the milk? Yes. The farmers yes. are doing it now. You mm. get your strawberry, vanilla, things like that. It's like there's queues of people going to it because they're, they're paying the euro for the glass bottle. They're putting it in. They're getting, by the time they're finished, it's five euro, but they're paying for the experience. Mm. And that's what farmers need to be is more into. Like Innovation is going to be the biggest thing going, how do we add value to what we're doing? And the likes of that, there is a grand fur up to nearly 70%. Like, and that's, they're the sort of future. Like literally when you can walk in nearly to the front gate of the farmer, Pick off some meat off the counter, more or less. You know where the traceability is. Get your milk, get your bread, oats, whatever it is. It's all in these little... This is your... Uh, for rural Ireland, this is your meeting point as such. So your mini mm. farm shops are situated around the place. And that's probably going to be a big drive in the next few years as well. Mm. Yeah, and I would think... I, I totally agree with you because we see now with the little shop that we opened, it was only... Years ago, I had a, a great concept. I was going to do the dividend. No, I was going to have a visitor centre in Ballypickers and, and, you know, showcase the jam and the jam being made and the history of jam making. And, of course, when COVID came, then we decided, well, we'd have a, um, a farm shop. And we have all our local producers in that along mm. with the... And it is proven to be very successful. It needs to be bigger. That's the thing. So we, we have our shop that's too small now. But you can never plan that. Like, you mean, no. you build something kind of going, yeah, this, this, this will care for us for a few years. But realistically, everyone here is expanding. Expansion is what people are, mm. because people are, being, are buying into that concept now and they're kind of going, yeah. that's where I want to get my bread. That's where I want to get my jam. I want to literally get into the car and go and experience that. Yeah, and we find from um, the, um, the camping, the uh, lamping under the stars, they stay up there and they come back down after eating the Merry Mill Parish, come back down to us and they have their, their morning coffee with um, a scone and some jam. Uh, and that's where I see the tours coming in with mm. Haywood Gardens. We're only f- less than five minutes from Haywood Gardens. We're, on the, we're not on the main road, which is, I suppose, um, uh, a disadvantage. But having said that, it, you can still go on to Tim Ho and see the round tower in Tim Ho. So uh, I would think that, you know, when people come back into the country, it is an area that needs to be explored an awful lot more. Uh, if you had an itinerary that you start in Port Leash and come out and you could do the bog walk and, and you come to me and have your cup of coffee, go on to Haywood and walk around and go on to Tim Ho, that there is, if there was a specific um, uh, tours and routes, I think would be huge uh, help as well. It's also a, an ex- another revenue stream. I mean, yes. if you're getting people coming into the place to buy things that are here, they wouldn't normally come into your place. They're doing other stuff. They're buying coffees, they're having jams, scones, the whole show. Yeah, for sure. So it's about having as many income streams as you possibly can yeah, that we're the, on the, the blend of uh, tourism food and food and drink, uh, it, it's key because uh, it has to, uh, one thing links to another. And uh, from our point of view in Leash Taste, uh, the offer has to be correct. We have to put the offering t- together and that was where, I suppose, Leash uh, County Council came in behind us and, and supported the, the initiative to try and get the offering correct and try and get the, 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 the producers to come together because we were all doing our own thing and we were too, too busy to mm-hmm. interact. And this kind of uh, umbrella uh, kind of created it so that we could all come together and hence that's why we're here today. So, so we can put in, in, in uh, blending 
all the producers and all the uh, tourism uh, offerings that are, are in the county, uh, this will be key. This is the this is the best kept secret in the country because down in uh, down in Kerry and Cork and wherever that they, they've spent uh, nearly a hundred years producing uh, a brand and a, and a product down there, which is uh, very very successful. And so down in Kilkenny and whatever, Leash, uh, it, its time is coming about now. Mm. And uh, so when the, when people come to Leash, when they when they pop off the motorway or off the mainline rail that runs through the county, that uh, when when they come here, that they have something and they have loads to see. Now, COVID has a part to play, but it gives us a chance to straighten ourselves up and fly right. You see, so uh, it will uh, it will it will be here. Well, hopefully, it will be the best kept secret very soon. No, well, best thing as well is like since COVID, no, you've had so many lads converting horse boxes and they're mm-hmm. they're with coffee and food and sandwiches. Yeah. So people are coming out and like they wouldn't be doing that if they knew, didn't know there was a, a business in it. Like, is there a, the future moving forward for Leash? Like, is it to incorporate tourism more in food and create like? try like a little you know uh, you hop in the car you get you know your breakfast and your scone and all that with yourself and then you kind of go to another place where uh, like kind of a summary thing where a pig in the spit and you get to taste the meat or whatever yeah. producers a leash and then you go to a Dunhamore house and you can do a sit down dinner but there is leash it's all leash driven leash proven all that it's to yeah. create these packages that you're incorporating tourism where you're getting to see the locations up over the sleeve bloom come back down and then you finish off in the base and create like a package package yeah yeah, yeah and, and needs to be done maybe for a one day two day three day trip you know to one end like up in port Tarleton, which i forget about that's off up there yeah. <laughs> split the county in three like just <laughs> kind the, of yeah, yeah just exactly yeah. yeah exactly without splitting it so you can do one day up there one day in abbey leaks and one day up the sleep looms you know and you have a three day um but, but tour someone, of someone actually said it to me there recently that in abbey leaks i think it's after four o'clock you can't get a cup of coffee or tea only in the petrol station like, Genji's. Genji's, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah we I can't answer that. Yeah. Be no, it's just, I just because like, one time there was a, there's like about two hundred motorcyclists literally pulled in and they just couldn't get a coffee or a tea or even a little sandwich. Yeah, we we have loads of lads on bikes, you know, that to be uh, out on sun, especially on a Sunday morning. Yeah. I, I was amazed the amount of people on bikes to come in and and they're heading on to back up to Stravely and back into Portlaoise. Amazing. Yeah, Let's hope it's not going to be a secret for the near future. Stick with us because we're going to come back with more discussion right after this. Okay, so we're back again, and I've changed the table around again, but I'm I'm kept by I was going to say it again, and I hope was going to say it. <laughs> I kept here. I kept Helen beside me, but we've been joined by Trudy from Experiencing Ireland. John Hayes, Leash People. There you are. That's your team for right now. And what we're going to talk about now is the tourism, as, rather than the business of the products themselves, but the tourism aspect of bringing tourists in to experience Leash. So this is this is what this is like your thing now. You really want this to happen, of course, the tourist part, don't you? Ellen? Yes, I do because I I really think uh, we need um, outsiders. I've always said, you know, people come and they drive through Leash. We need them to stop taste, look and listen to what's happening in Leash. That's really what we want to push. What do you think will stop? What, what, what can we do? Apart from the podcast that we're doing here, which is of course promoting Leash in every possible aspect, how do we get them off the, the M7? Yeah, I don't, I'd put a big red flag and stop. I don't, I don't know how else we can stop 
<laughs> we need to promote ourselves more, I think, you know. And yeah. uh, maybe uh, the national papers, I know our local papers are really good, but we need to get maybe true to our politicians and all those, you know, that, are, that have power and, and Port Fulton, you know, all those top people that can help us and put Leash on the map, as I would say. Mm. You know, because we have, we can fly on from Dublin, our vans go from Dublin, and the infrastructure that has been created over the last number of years has been brilliant. But it's great for us, we can deliver into Dublin, into Galway, you know, yeah, we, and we're right in the centre. you on the motorway and you fly on, but we do need to stop them. And isn't it amazing then we're part of the ancient East when it comes to the tourism and the stuff, aren't we? Yeah, and we fit right into that. I mean, we're sitting in this building, 240 years old, and in the same family for 13 generations. So this is a prime location to bring a guest. Mm. And it's part of a leash food trail. It really, really is. And what the customers that I bring in as a tour guide want to do is a lot of them are diaspora. These are premium customers, Premium customers. Has to be premium customers. And... They, they want, you know, ecotourism is a big word at the moment and ecotourism doesn't just mean that I'm giving them a cup of coffee and a recyclable cup. Ecotourism to them means that they're supporting the local industry, they're meeting the people who grow the products, who make that product, who put it on the table in front of them so they can taste, see, smell, speak to the people, talk about it, take some of the product home, have lunch at the place. It's an entire experience, hence experiencing Leash and experiencing Ireland mm. because it has to be about the experience for this county I think it is so I think where I agree with Helen on using the governments and using the the bodies and the Ireland's ancient east but I'd like to see it being taken globally maybe through the diaspora is the low hanging fruit and get it across in particular to the states or um a lot of our um, demographic that's coming to the, to the Midlands of Ireland are from the States. So to go for them first, we have the States, we have Germany, and we have Australia. They're our big customers coming here. We need and an airport in Leash. We reach out. <laughs> do you know what we really do? We are our best yeah. place. Just land them here. Uh, yeah. When, when yeah. I take people in from Dublin, the first thing I do, as per their request, is get straight out of Dublin. They don't need to see, and there's nothing wrong with Dublin, says me in a Dublin accent. Um, but yeah, but a Dublin, city is a city. Dublin is not Ireland, though, is it, no. John? Though? Is it no. Dublin, when you land in Dublin, it's, you experience Dublin for a weekend, but that's experience in a big city. It's like flying to Berlin and thinking you've been in Germany. It's a very different vibe to the whole thing. It's, it's a very different vibe once you're outside uh, Newlands Cross. Um, but it's the domestic market. I, I take uh, Trudy's point on board about the, the international market, especially the North American market. It's our domestic market. Uh, we need to get the message of leash out there too. And I, I actually experienced this yesterday evening. I got a call. I was out at the Abilique's market, brilliant market, by the way. Um, got a call. Could I come in and interview the lead singer with the Bjorn identity inside in the Midlands Park Hotel? Oh, why, she's, why is she in Port Leash? Because their gig, the ABBA gig, is on the 2nd of January in Midlands Park Hotel. Why is she here? And my, my source goes, well, uh, they had a show lined up in the north. It was cancelled. They were looking around, Googling, okay. We needed a place, hotel with a swimming pool, three hours from Belfast, Port Leash. Tick the box. Mm. But it was pure chance. They had to go looking, okay, for Port Leash. Port Leash and Leash should be 
up in their faces. I mean, you have 1.7 million in the north. It's a market we never think about. Mm. Why? It's three hours up the motorway. There's not a traffic light between here, between Port Leash. Once you get on the motorway and Belfast, it couldn't be easier. The same, the same, the other end of the country, Cork Kerry. Mm. Okay, there, Cork and Kerry, and we, we were talking. The previous uh, speakers were talking about Cork and Kerry have their package there for a hundred years. And then a hundred dollars. I would say Cork and Kerry <laughs> people are sick to, to death of hearing about how great Cork and Kerry are. If you get into it's Kerry, over, you're it's oversold. Like. It's overmarketed. <laughs> we need to have uh, leash tourism. We need to have the leash uh, leash on billboards in airports, in the ferry ports. This is us. We're very, very good at what we do. You'll have all these experiences. You have cool places to visit, wonderful food and drink to have and enjoy while you're here. But we need to put it front and centre in front of people's noses. How do we do it, Trudy? What do we do? How do we get there? How do we, how do we actually promote Leash in a way that, that benefits all these suppliers that are sitting here at the table? One word we've been using for weeks, collaboratively has to be collaboratively. We are a bigger engine together and we go and we promote the entire place. Tourism is like, you know, vernacular buildings. They belong in a county. So you can have vernacular buildings in Kerry or Cork or Clare and they are attached cottages with maybe um, tin or thatched roofs. Dublin is Georgian buildings. Here, we have a team. It has to be about the people, has to be about the experiences, has to be about getting them into places like Helen and G's Jams where you can see the jam being made, taste all the local produce and walk away with a product. But I, I really think we've got to get, we can use everything at our, at our disposal and get it marketed, targeted at the States. I, I do think yeah. as well, sorry John, um, like our, our televisions, our national broadcasts, what, why can't RTE come down and, and, and talk to us all? You know, why, why uh, not have us on nationwide? Why not, you know, why not ear to the ground? A whole, what's happening in Leash, you know? Why not have something like that rather than, oh yeah, to waddle off somewhere over in Galway where it's, you know, easy to do and, not, and more well known, you know, that sort of thing. You're right, Helen, on that. But, I mean, there's a simple thing everyone in Leash can do. We can be ambassadors for Leash. So, for example, yesterday evening did the interview, and then we sat down for half an hour. Well, John, where should I go? Mentioned you. I mentioned Haywood, the Schlieve Blooms, uh, Balnacale, Abelix, Doro, the Schlieve Blooms. And I went through, go here, go here, go here, go here. Because we know our own county at this stage. Okay, what, what the story is. So we can't have this attitude, oh, send them to Kilkenny. Or send them, send them to Galway. No, we we have enough to see and do in this county. We have to be proud. We have to be proud of though. our own place. We need to join them up, though. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it's I easy to point at these things and go, go yeah. here, go there. We need some way of of making that yeah. a circle. Yes. You know what I mean? Completing that circle. Thing. Work, working together, working. It as is. A, yeah. It is absolutely yeah. working together, educating the locals, educating the nationals, and educating the internationals, and getting it on the map as the best place place to stay in Ireland for visiting an hour to Dublin, an hour to mm. Galway, um, two hours to Cork, oh. two hours to Kerry. We are best placed and we're not as expensive as the city. There's and three more hours to Belfast, to do. don't forget. <laughs> That's a big market. It is a huge market. And we, we forget about it. I mean, it seems to be our blind spot down here for some reason. I, I just it's can't true, explain it. If you it. visit Belfast now, it's, it's a metropolitan city. Like yes. it is, It's far bigger than Dublin. If you look at it physically, it, it's taller, it's wider, yeah. it's more of a city time, thing. 
it has a fabulous local feel, yep. like what Leash it's has. It's bloody cold, though. <laughs> <laughs> It's very cold up there. Yeah, but if you look at the news the other night, they had uh, the street in in Derry. In, yes. in Derry, yes. you know, why can't we just have something unique mm. for a change and, and you know put ourselves out there as a something different? You know, do you feel that Leash then sets out to do something and no, then kind of gets wishy washy in the end? Yeah, bit wishy, yeah, I would yeah. think so. We're all over the places. I would I, I would mm. use that term quite a lot. We're all over the place. We're not focused enough. We need to get yeah. more focused and. Or, uh, yes, and we need to all know what's in Leash. You know, not knowing, oh, maybe there's something over there and there's something over in Vickerstown and there's something in Strabat. We need to know exactly what's in Leash. And Isn't everybody it? needs to know yeah. what's in Leash. Mm. Isn't that the starting point, really? And, 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 and fair dues to Kevin. Kevin does the the, 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 the sun, the starting, um, oh, the longest day mm-hmm. of the year and the shortest day up on the rocket. Mm-hmm. And it's a brilliant, and I think we should really showcase that. That's a huge event, but it's not getting either leash or outsiders. And I think, you know, to have something at the end of that that whole day needs to be, you know, it, it's Newgrange. But we have it a here festival, in Leash. Nearly. Yeah, and Without, uh, I've been up there yeah. at five o'clock in the morning. God, I know what I was doing, but <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a brilliant event, and it's unique in Leash. Mm. And uh, the picnic in, 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 in Strabelle is unique, but that's why we need to concentrate on a few more unique things Isn't in Isn't that it? It yes. is. We I are think. completely unique. We are experiential and we are definitely about the people. Yeah, but the different producers, the people who have the offerings, have to collaborate. Yeah. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I, I know, and, I'm, and I spoke about this at the, at the podcast, our last podcast, a case in point of the miscommunication or lack of communication is... Like, for example, we have three Christmas markets on today in three mm. different villages in Leash. On the same day, the times are the same. There's an overlap. I, uh, my, so, do- mm. my daughter rang me this morning, what market are you going to today? <laughs> and I said, no, I'm going over to Strap oh, over today, over today to do a podcast. I'm doing no market today. And they all came together, today. like John yeah. is saying, and planned the entire season planned the month of December and had those markets um, timed so that they ran consecutively in one in the morning, one in the evening, but then also marketed together. You'd be mm. sharing your marketing budget, you'd be sharing See, maybe like you guys mm. do with the Leash Taste as a logo, you know. You can push people around. So you can make people go to a market at 11 o'clock in the morning until 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock or whatever. Then you yeah. can push them on to mm. another thing. Mm. Now, mm. Some people will dribble away, they won't go. But yeah. even if our markets culminated in one big market yes. towards yeah. the end, closer yes. to Christmas, maybe yes. coming down to yes. the last week. And in, and in fairness, John McHollin said that to me two years ago, that's before COVID, they were going to have a big food festival. And I said, yeah, I would be there to help and collab. Mm. Mm. And, and that's what we need. We need to showcase everything, what's in leash. And to go back even on John's, like Belfast market, I don't know if anyone's been to it this year, but I've seen pictures from it's it. It's fabulous. Absolutely okay. amazing turnout of local things. And not local things. There's mm. lots of things that, that aren't local as well. But, but it, it's massive. We could easily do that here. And I know Port Leash, we always talk about Port Leash because it's like the biggest town mm. in Leash, but Port Leash could cope with something that yeah. size at oh, yeah. us easily. And we have and the numbers. Yeah. We have the producers. Yeah, and John McHolland you know? always said, you know, down where the new fort, all down land there, to cover it all in and do a big that day or a big whole yeah. weekend. Mm. I mean, that was on the agenda three years ago. It was. And yes. that hasn't happened because of COVID, you know. But and maybe when we get 
maybe we may get used to COVID and trying to work around things. You know, we really do need to keep going now instead of saying blame. blame we got to work with that. it. Yeah, now. You have Helen, to work with it. I think. Helen, now. I am. You know, um, I get the feeling COVID is thrown out there a lot by yes. various agencies as an excuse not to do something. That's true. If it's if it's happening, if it's if there's a lovely market going on, Christmas market in Galway, the one in Belfast, the same. Why not here? Mm. And, yeah. and and we and we and we have to we have to look at the uh, stand up to the agencies now, but we're we're a big county now. We've a big population. Why not us? Exactly. And, and, and put them on the spot, and just put them on the spot. We have the producers. We have the locations. We have things to see and do. With best of food and drink, we want a showcase. Call it whatever you want. The Leash oh, Festival, Love Leash Festival, <coughs> whatever. And we have, to, we have to be strident about it and say, look, it's our time now. Leash, it's our time. Let's go, let's go and do it. And no, no, more, no more bullshit now. Yeah, it's time we start <laughs> no behaving bullshit. like the county we've become. Yeah, let's, yeah go, let's go and do it and get it done. Yeah, because yeah. we have all our branding. We have Welcome to Taste, Welcome to Walk, Welcome to our festivals. Yeah. You know, Which is amazing. Yeah, and to they're be all fair. lovely mm. logos and we need to work on our, you, you know, you're welcome to cycle, you're welcome to yeah. walk and talk and, you know, do loads mm. of activities in yes. Leash. So, yeah, we do need to, to push ourselves out there maybe we a do. bit more. We, we, have to, we have the products. Yeah. Just so it's definitely time to start working together. And you know, if you're a councillor or your town councillor or your local councillor or TD or something, you want to be talking to these people because they're leaving you for dead now. <laughs> yeah. They're starting to do their own thing. <laughs> Helen will uh, motor on without everyone, whether he is or with her or not. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna have problems. If you're not already subscribed to this podcast, please do on YouTube and on Spotify or any other outlet you possibly can. Thank you to everybody who joined on today and all the local lease producers. There is links to everybody's uh, outlets in the show notes attached to this join us again next week when we're getting closer and closer to Christmas now at this point so we'll have to take a break eventually but thank you very much to everybody for joining make sure you subscribe and we'll talk to you in the next podcast thank you